we were going to do some cool intro music, but we don't know enough about copyright laws to do it, so we're just three dudes trying not to get sued. And I'm Shane Wilson. Mike Frost. I'm Brian Copeland. Welcome to the podcast. We're posting on a Friday night instead of a Sunday because I've got a business trip to do. Uh, and I'm leaving tomorrow morning and I won't be back uh, till next weekend. So we're going to go hot with an issue right now and I'm going to let Brian lead in with it. Uh, well, before we get into the issue, I would like to point out that the reason we're recording today instead of Sunday is because we are motherfuckers that work. They got real <laughs> ass jobs, just like the people who listen to us. So don't think for one second that this podcast is the only thing that feeds us, dude. This 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 feeds our opinion, and this this feeds our our hunger to discuss real issues. Yeah, but, because right now, if this podcast was feeding us, <laughs> I'd be on the street. You man. motherfuckers <laughs> are starving us. <laughs> but with, with that being said, dude, um. There, there was an issue that took place, and um, it took place some years ago, and it's just now coming ahead. I want to uh, bring to light the issue of the actor Jussie Smollett, and I say Jussie because his name is spelled J-U-S-S-I-E. Jussie Smollett, um, for those of you who don't know, he was one of the star actors in the hit series Empire that was on, I think, Fox. Fox. All right, so great show, but anyway... Uh, for those of you who don't know, this gentleman was um, was jumped by some uh, 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 Trump supporters with red hats that said "Make America Great Again" in the middle of Chicago at 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, that that hung a noose around his neck and beat him up. Uh, as I play my violin uh, for his heart that says "So sorry for him," turns out that uh, he was lying. Ain't no other way to get around it. This motherfucker was lying. Okay. Uh, the investigation took place. Uh, thank God for the law enforcement officials who actually do did due diligence for their job. And he was brought up on charges of reporting a false crime. Not only a false, false crime, but a false hate crime. Um, and I'm saying all of that because we want to talk about the actual guilty verdict. They found this dude guilty of reporting hate crimes. I think he got four felonies out of this. He faces up to, I think, three years in prison and $200,000 fine. The city of Chicago has filed a civil injunction against him because they want back the taxpayers' money, where they invested somewhat of 3,000 man hours at $50 an hour to investigate his uh, alleged uh, crime. Now, um, we can get into the, the details of the crime. That's not what I want to hit right now. If you want to look it up and investigate it, I suggest you do. But since Shane pitched this to me, I'm going to lay my shit out there first. Um, I've watched uh, for the past couple of years about uh, people participating in hate crimes, whether it was uh, beating up a black guy, tying him to a truck, or whether it was uh, pointing a gun. I mean, people who are actually participating in actual hate crimes, legit doing it, and it's horrible, and I don't want to take anything from it. I think it's horrible whether you're black, whether you're white, whether it's Asian. Hate, I mean, whether you, someone hates you for your your race and your ethnicity, I think it's horrible. Yeah, they don't know nothing about you other than the way you look. Other than the way you look. Yeah, it's terrible. But I think it's 
twice as bad. If you report something as a hate crime, knowing full well that your fat, lying-ass <laughs> mouth is telling a lie, I think that that goes, it's almost like reporting a rape that never fucking happened. Yeah, because it takes away from the validity of when it really happens. Mm-hmm. You know, because when somebody else gets national coverage over this, everybody's waiting for the other foot to fall to see what really happened. What happened, yeah. And it's it's a shame because uh, if somebody is really treated that way, it should be swift and took care of right now because to hate somebody based on simply a sin a skin color or an opinion or something like that is to me it's the lowest form of thinking that a person can have and there's another side to like what if okay what if he was a better liar okay okay because what i think this guy was trying to do was be the face of a movement that and also you know, I think he was boost, trying to boost his career. Yeah, but I mean, what mm. would boost it better than being the Amen. face of a movement? Ask Neil Patrick Harris. Right. So this guy wanted to be the face of a movement. So what would have happened if he was better at it? And then you have two people or four people or however many he said was involved that were out at 2 o'clock in the morning that were you know, white that, that matched what he's saying. And these people get brought up on charges and they ain't done nothing. And you know, you know how it's going to be like public opinion of them is going to be automatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be put him, put him under the jail, hang him, you know, whatever it's going to be like that. That's the part that bothers me. What if people would have actually been accused of this lie that he made up? Let me say this, um, and the beauty of this podcast is, is we have guys sitting here of different walks and different thoughts and different opinions. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I'm black. Not only am I black, I'm black as hell. So there's no doubt as to how I feel about racially motivated crimes. But with that said, I feel twice as bad because I feel like this dude is, like Shane said, I mean, you got to question the validity of everybody now. But I also feel bad about, I hate to fucking say this, the goddamn Trump campaign. Because these dudes were trying to affect whatever they were trying to do. Yeah. And he lied about it. So with that, he actually added steam to whatever they were saying that I feel was wrong, you feel was wrong, whatever your opinion may be. And we respect those opinions. I'll tell you another thing that, I can't stand about the situation is like if you were on this guy's side whenever you thought he was honest that's perfectly fine because I would be but don't still continue to back him after you find out <laughs> he lied you know why would you what is the motivation behind that that's what I don't understand okay I had this guy's back uh when I thought that somebody did a horrible thing to him, but I found out he's lying, so fuck him. Fuck him. It's like people are too afraid to say, hey, I didn't have all the information. I don't want to support this anymore because he was lying. And I don't get that aspect neither because uh, if you don't have all the information, it's okay to be wrong. 
But if you have all the information and you still got a fucked up opinion, well, you got to look at that person and kind of think, what the hell's going on with them? Do you think, like, they wanted it to be? Yeah, they wanted it to be true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but when you find out this cat's lying, you know, don't back him anymore. Yeah. Don't be standing at his, uh, you know, hearing and stuff. You know, say he deserves what he gets because he wasn't honest. Uh I'm going to walk out on a limb and I'm, you know, every now and then y'all give me the opportunity to wave my fucking flag. I'm going to wave this motherfucker, okay? I was one of these people that was all on my high horse when uh, that cop shot uh, Michael Brown in the back. Now, Michael Brown was a kid, all right? He got shot by a cop while he was running away. I was all about that shit. Man, fuck that dude. Hang that dude. Until old boy showed his dash cam and the cop was in his car and Michael Brown climbed up on the side of this motherfucker's car and reached inside and tried to grab the cop's gun. I'm a law enforcement official. When you reach for my gun, you want to die. Yeah, and that's that's what I don't understand neither because, like, the Michael Brown situation and, uh, I mean, like I said before, it's not hard to figure out who I supported and everything, but... If a cop shot somebody just out of the blue, like like unarmed, he's not doing nothing. He's truly walking down the street. And he oh, oh boy, in uh, Minnesota, that that was reaching for his ID. Yeah, I'm not on that cop's side. Yeah, I am completely on the side of we take all the information, we find out what happened. If the cop was wrong, we put him in jail. If he was trying to legitimately protect his life. We let him go, you know, uh, but I mean, knee jerk reactions are the way of the world now. Yeah. You know, yeah. to hear part of the story and the part of the story you hear is a, uh, you know, a cop killed, killed somebody. So it automatically. No, no, no. They, they don't say that. They killed cop a black man. killed a young unarmed black man. That's yeah. what they say. No, nobody gives you anything else except for that. And. We, we're so reactive. We're not proactive. I've said that here in the city of Beckley. I hope that there are ministers in the city of Beckley right now listening to what I'm saying. And I'm going to say this to y'all. We're weak as shit because we're so reactive in what we do. We're going to we're gonna march. We're going to do this. How about being proactive, trying to prevent some things that happen? I mean, whatever happened to when we had officers who got out of their car and walked down the street? Hey, y'all, how you doing now? I got a community who knows my officers. And when my officer shows up, they're not trying to fight him. They're saying he went that way. Yeah. I mean, let's do that. As opposed to now I got officers who will pull up on the scene of a crime and they're afraid to get out of the car. Well, see, I think that uh, like what you're talking about now is. Uh, it, and I don't know if it hasn't went too far that will never be able to change it because that is it's fixable that is a uh culture change yeah it's fixable. And, and i'm not talking about like like black culture's bad or anything like that what i'm talking about is whenever you're talking about a culture change it has to happen on both sides of the aisle both sides of the fence. it has to happen on the people that are dealing with cops and it has to happen with the cops who are dealing with you people know, that are dealing with the people we can't, you know, because I've 
been, and we live in a small town that doesn't have, I mean, there's crime and stuff, but it, I'm not, we're not in Chicago, you know? Yeah. But I've dealt with cops that are dicks, man. Oh, here, straight up. You know, and straight I know, up. I know they haven't dealt, I ain't saying they ain't dealt with some shit. What I'm saying is they ain't dealt with the level of shit that somebody in Chicago or, or Baltimore or, you know, D.C. Yeah. or even Charleston, which is right down the road right from us, road. Yeah. have dealt with. And they're like, you can't even talk to them, man. And, other, and some of them you can, you know, but that's just personality types. But I think that plays into a lot. And you see culture with guys a lot. You know, this don't tell... You know, this moncho bullshit that we go through. No snitching. No snitching, yeah. Uh, but it's a change that has to happen on both sides. It has to happen with, uh, you know what I mean, realizing that the victim's a victim and the attacker is not a gangster. Or, the you the know, attacker he's, is an attacker, no matter what color they yeah, got on, no matter what they're wearing. And he's not... Up here, you know, what I mean, he's the one in the wrong. That's who needs Period. to. Yeah. You know, he's not above somebody because he's willing to do shitty shit to a person. Shit. But I mean, uh, do I know what the solution is? No. 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 But it has to be a change in the thinking of people. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna say uh, they they found uh, Mr. Smollett guilty. And they haven't passed sentence. But I'm going to walk out on a limb and I say, I hope they roast this motherfucker. Yeah, I do too. I do. And the reason I say that, I I, I hope, I mean, I I don't care what kind of opinions I get. But the reason I say that is because somebody needs to set a precedence. If you want to set a precedence with these dudes that killed uh, Amon Arbery because he was jogging in the wrong neighborhood. And you call that a hate crime. Then you ought to set a precedence for this motherfucker who... He staged it. He had money. He was a star. He paid these people to come and quote unquote beat me up and and run away and do this. He staged this whole event. Cat was an actor. He acted on you, bruh. Yeah, he was trying to make you think something happened yeah. that didn't. That's I what mean, he makes a living doing. That's what he that makes shit. a living doing. <laughs> and in my mind, it's almost like uh, uh, Michael Jordan playing a basketball game and making you think he fucking lost when he really won. Come on, bro. I wonder, Roast that bitch. I man. wonder after this is all set in stone. I really doubt he's going to pull the three years. He'll have to pay a fine. Club I wonder if he'll get more job offers because of the way people want to believe on him. You know, that, you know, all, you know, whatever he I've did, heard people you know, say. Good publicity, bad publicity. Exactly. It don't matter good. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker's going to be joining the MCU as yeah. some fucking comic book character. ACLU. ND. And you know what? And I've actually heard, to their credit, the ND, NCAA, NAACP. I said NCAA. This dude ain't yeah. playing basketball. We like sports. Yeah. The NAACP <laughs> is like, hands off, bitch. We are not touching this. Because you wrong, man. You wrong. Granted, good dude, I don't care if you're a good person, that's great. You did something fucked up. We've all done something fucked up before. And, but. and like, if you think about it, he did something fucked up for the worst reasons. Yeah. 
for you know, for his gain. For personal gain. For personal gain. He was willing to do whatever to make who I mean, they would have scapegoated somebody. Yeah. You yeah. know, if they believed him. They would have scapegoated somebody. They would have and I hate to say it, they would have they would have found two white dudes because he's famous. They'd have found two white dudes and said, You did it and they're like, What the fuck? But don't you think it's kind of like an insult to the Chicago police department to warrant that many hours into something like that <laughs> when motherfuckers are fucking dying murdered twenty four seven and they don't do a goddamn thing about it. Nah. I mean it's kinda of sickening. Hey, man, but you famous. Yeah. I was like uh I listen I listen to other podcasts a lot and they were talking about murder on one of the podcasts I listened to and what they were talking about was that like if you have no connections to the person killed, there's like people wonder how serial killers get away with it so often because Serial killers go against what is natural for a human for killing. Because usually, you pissed me off, I'm coming to kill you. There's a reason. There's a reason. So if you, like, and that's why, like, the wife dies, they're looking at the husband. Right. You know, but but it was talking about why serial killers get away with killing for so long. And it is that... They go out and pick up people that they have no connection to. Yeah. So whenever they, uh, when they're trying to investigate the murder, there's no connection. Yeah, yeah, to... they can't figure out who the hell did it. And then if you know you don't have uh, fingerprints on file and stuff like that, they're just dead in the water. So it goes unsolved until the serial killer messes up. You know, he gets caught up in the situation or usually like if you watch a lot of, and I do, I'm not into killing people or nothing, but I watch serial killer, serial killer documentaries and ID channel and stuff a lot. And usually whenever they get caught up, it's like an accidental arrest or something and they end up with their fingerprints, you know? Yeah. And then they end up being able to put it in the database and they're like, oh, we got a hit. You know, it ain't stellar police work. It's this guy's a little fucked up, so he's going to make a mistake and end up in the system. Well, if you don't, like, leave the evidence behind fingerprints, hair follicles, and all that stuff, I wonder if it's easier now to be a serial killer than it was back in the day, because you got to think, back in the day, violence wasn't near as bad, so if they found a dead body, they're going to be like, well, some shit's going on, you know? Now, if they find a dead body, it's like, ah, she was a prostitute. What are you going to (laughs) do? You know, she probably was, you know, got caught up in the wrong vehicle, owed money or something. Anything in that matter. This is going to be hard to hear for a lot of people. But there is so many people in this world that not everybody's going to get the same attention. Yeah. It's just a stone cold fact. Probably depends uh, on, too, where you live at, too. Yeah. I mean, if something serious ever happened in this town where, like, somebody got brutally killed, brutally, yeah, you're probably going to get some attention. But if that shit happened out in L.A. or New York, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to throw something out there, and it's going to bring a lot of shit home, to, especially to our listeners. I got a guy at work that told me, <clears throat> and he's, no, I'll say it, he's not very fucking smart. But he did tell me, he said, what if I go to the police right now and tell them, Two black guys showed up at my trailer park, beat my ass, and uh, hung a Black Lives Matter on my fucking shirt, and beat me up. And I show up at the, and I show up at Beckley PD, 
and say the same thing that Justice Smollett said. Do you think they're going to invest 3,000 hours in finding out who did it? Nah. Hell no. Nah. Hell Uh -uh. no. So that's something that that, that we got to think about. Hey, you know what ties into that? We've talked about that too. Is like, it's a dude. Thank Dude you. shouldn't have been running his fucking Dude mouth. Running that fucking head, <laughs> running that fucking head bro. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about a guy. What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. I tell you what, uh, uh, learn karate, man. Learn how to fight, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Do something better because yeah. you were talking to somebody or you fucked up. It was definitely your fault. You got your ass beat because true. you got a dick. You know, it's something to think about. It really is. But uh, shift topic, man. Shift. Yeah, topic. I'm ready, bro. Shift topic. Um, I I, I want to throw out there uh, the fact of I'm fucking dead in the water. I don't know what to talk about, man. That's all good. We'll just discuss it, and if we get into a topic, uh, I'll edit this shit out. Wow. What what was your train of thought going toward? Well, uh, I'll tell you where my train of thought was going. It's the holiday season, and remember uh, the other day, the last podcast we talked about, uh, the holiday season and what brought about good feelings for the holidays. You know, mama, your mama, yeah. Ma- mama bought about holiday. But uh, I think at some point in time, and this is a guy who who is a supporter of the podcast. Oddly enough, he said, uh, you need to talk about uh, people who start feeling down for the holidays. Yeah. Thanksgiving, Halloween, yeah. Christmas, for whatever reason, for whatever know, reason it may be for, you know, uh, for years. After my dad passed, like uh, like Thanksgiving was his favorite. I mm-hmm. mean, he was all out for Thanksgiving. And I still think about, like, when I was a kid, even whenever, hell, I was in my 20s, I'd be sitting up with dad and we'd be watching TV and he'd be cooking rolls. <laughs> you know, that was his big thing was kicking, cooking rolls. And whenever they come out the oven... We were dead on them, you know, getting them hot and fresh, which we left enough for, you know, the next day for everybody at my grandma's house. But I still, to this day, you know what I mean? I love Thanksgiving and I love spending with my kids and everything. But I think about the night before thinking about dad and setting up with him and cooking rolls and stuff. I'm I'm, going to tell you a story. And it's a weed story. All right. So my brother. And one of our friends came in one night. And when we hit the door, when we came through the door, my mom was in bed. And I heard her holler, hey, y'all take them rolls out the oven when y'all get upstairs. All right. So when we got upstairs, we took the rolls out the oven. But we also noticed that mom on the table had been canning. They don't do that shit anymore. They, she, she, had been, she had been canning blackberry jelly. She had it in jars. That shit had been like airtight. You know, it was good to go. So we got smart. Dude, we just took these rolls out the oven. We got this blackberry jelly on the table. Needless to say, we hide and I'm a other We ate a whole <laughs> pan of rolls and an entire <laughs> jar of blackberry jelly. My mom got up on Sunday morning. <laughs> Fit to be tied. Hey, he was hot. I got. I got. It wasn't a holiday. I got a story kind of like it. Like uh, you remember them sandwich makers you used to have. You 
you press it down, you can make them little pizza. Panina's up pizza sandwiches. Bread. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got me and uh, three of my buddies, we got high as fuck. And uh, my dad, we didn't have much money anyway, you know, uh, which I've already talked about that shit. Uh, and I think it played into more good memories than bad. Bad memories, yeah. But, I, you know, I didn't grow up rich, so I don't know what it's like. So, but, uh, my dad had went to the grocery store that day, bought a loaf of bread, some pepperoni, and some cheese to make, you know, I mean, if we wanted a lunch, you could make your little hobo pie there, make a little pizza out of there. <laughs> right? I love how you called it a hobo pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah son. So, we get it, and me and two of my buddies, we get high as fuck, and we sat down and got a three liter of Coke out. <laughs> and we got a loaf of bread and we got the pepperoni, the cheese, and the pizza sauce. And we ate a loaf of bread, drank a three liter of Coke, <laughs> ate all the pepperoni. And dude, I'm telling you, my dad got up the next morning <laughs> and he opened the fridge and he's like, and I'm up. You know what I mean? Because I was like, damn, man, I know, you know, I know I done fucking ate all that shit up and there's six of us here, you know. And he got up and he looked, uh, he, Every morning he made toast, you know. Oh, hell. He got up. So he reaching for that bread. Yeah, he got up and he said, Shane, <clears throat> where's the bread at? I was like, Dad, we made a couple. You know, we made a couple of them hobo pies there. <laughs> and he was like, how many's a couple? I was like, I was like, I don't know. There was Count three of us, Dad. And he goes open the fridge and that three liter of fucking Coca-Cola's gone. And he says, he says, you going to tell me? Y'all ate a loaf of bread, whole loaf. drank a three liter of Coca-Cola last night. I was like, yes. yeah, dad, we did. He took that fucking sandwich maker. They come in, <laughs> they're halved. They're halved. You know what yeah. I mean? They're halved. He unplugged that motherfucker from the wall, broke it over his knee and threw it outside. <laughs> oh my God. God damn. He was like, we're done with that shit. We're We're done. <laughs> It's the sandwich maker's fault. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I wish I had one of them dudes now. He probably, wanted to, he probably wanted to do that to your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm glad dad. he took it out of the sandwich maker. Motherfucker. But I knew, you know what I mean? After everything was settled down and I seen him shuffling for that bread, I was like, God, dog. We're done. This We're caught. <laughs> Oh, shit. Man, I forgot all about that till we got to talking about shit. One of all these, right, I'm ready. Th this is my perfect public service announcement, all right? The fucking holidays are coming, right? Everybody's getting new shit that fucking work for their new shit. Please, please do not put your fucking trash out too early. Because putting trash out too early is a sign to a fucking meth head that you got a new TV for fucking Christmas. <laughs> Right, or put it out in stages. <laughs> put it out, and, you know, piece by piece, bro. Yeah. You don't want to let everybody know you got your son the GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip, which <laughs> they don't sell that shit anymore. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, if you think for a second this is a myth and people aren't looking, oh, it is bullshit. Oh the yeah, drunk you see walking around your neighborhood every fucking day. That dude's watching. Hey man, man. have y'all ever went up my street and made a right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> Needless to say, bro. Dude. God damn. What do they have right there on the right? 
drove by a hey, we Cavalier see. been out in the middle of the road. <laughs> right now. No fucking mid- wheels or anything hey, for yeah. weeks. This Me? dude dropped ahead. this dude this past summer, if you paid attention, he pulled that fucking S ten <laughs> right over the side and dropped the engine out the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I knew exactly what he was doing, man. I said, Oh shit, dude. Me they've they've they pulled uh They've pulled Subaru engines out in the middle of the road up there, too. Oh, my God. I ain't going to lie. I'm a little bit impressed with those motherfuckers up there. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. No doubt. Especially when when you see them pull the engine, and uh, a couple of days later, you see the car going. That means they put a new motherfucking in there, and they fixed it. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't there no more. That Somebody probably paid them to fix that. Yes. Because the car that they're working on never comes back. Yeah. So that is a fully functional garage. Yes. That has no roof. It is. With no cherry picker. <laughs> that, yo, they ain't using no mechanics. They pulling that shit over the side of the hump, dropping it out the bottom, rolling that motherfucker down the hill. Hey, I'm going to tell you about what me and my little brother watched up there one time. We were just going to get a pizza. You know, simple. Well, we're riding up through there. And about four houses down after you make the right, there's two guys out in the yard fighting. Was one of them black guy? Yes. Had mustache and and a hammer. I ain't trying to fuck <laughs> with that dude. I know you're talking about. It. I ain't trying to fuck with him. Okay, but I'm gonna tell you something. He had a hammer and lost. Ooh, yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, like uh, we were just sitting there watching him. What I mean, you in traffic, bitch? I'm watching. No, no, we we weren't in traffic. We stopped. <clears throat> we're like we're like full in park. Watching this shit. Yeah, right. You know, watching it's it go down. down. It ain't none of our business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And apparently, there was a girl standing in the yard yelling at both of them. So, there was something going on there. So, we just watched, you know. But we watched a guy with a hammer lose the fight. And then when we seen the blue lights, we pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, we would have got out if we thought that, like, one of them was going to kill the other kill one. The other one. Yeah. You know, because we at first when we seen the hammer, we were like, whoa, wait a minute. But then when the guy without the hammer started getting the upper hand, we we're like, we're going to watch this shit. <laughs> see, see, see how it works out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got, uh, and and I, I never bring these. And may, maybe I should bring more of them. I got a prison story for you. Yeah. I, All I, right. Yeah. So uh, the prison story goes like this. And this is for all you guys who have been to prison or are facing going to prison. Uh, there are two groups uh, that are uh, in prison right now, okay? And one's from North Carolina, one's from D.C. Both groups are in prison selling dope, okay? So, obviously, one's trying to get the upper hand over the other, all right? right? So, uh, one group, and I'm not going to say who, has uh, a drug debt that they owe the other group. And one group says, rather than uh, pay this drug debt with money, uh, we've got one of the guys who's from our area that we're willing to sell to you. Obviously, we we know what they're saying. He's going to sell him to you, and he's going to pay off the debt. Either, shit, we're grown-ass men with his mouth or with his anus, or with (laughs) his two butter-soft Apple this dude sour is a play ball person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, all right, 
I'll tell you what, we'll take this dude and we'll take him for three days and we'll settle the day. All right, cool. So this group takes this young man and says, all right, for three days, we're going to let all of the guys in our group just quote unquote run through him. And they do. And they say, okay, debt settled. We're good. These two groups are still feuding, but that particular debt has been settled. <laughs> All right. Fast forward six months. Three of them have hep, which turned into the HIV virus. So old boy's like, hey, dude, this dude that you sold us, <laughs> I, I, think, I think this dude you sold us, man, I, I think he's sick. And the other guy was like, yeah, we know. Oh. <laughs> Do you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know. And our boy's like, fuck y'all. No, fuck y'all. Let me throw this out to be as an example. Uh, in, in the prison, in the, the, the movie, Shawshank Redemption, he said, prison is hell. Let this be an example to all of you. There's no such thing as gay for the stay. Dude, you fuck around and catch something you got to take to your, take home to mama. I thought that was like, now the guys who got sick or caught the virus, obviously I feel sorry for them. Although it's prison, they had to ship those dudes away because they was ready to kill the other dudes. Right. No yeah. doubt, man. Damn. I mean, and now the prison has a problem because you got two group, two dude, two groups that have upped the ante. Because now I'm ready to kill you, motherfuckers, man. You 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 just killed me. Yeah. You gave me a. What a, do I have to lose at this point? What do I got to lose? I got 18 months in prison, but you just gave me a virus that. Yeah, and if you're honest on the outside. Yeah. You know. uh which the treatments for it, apparently there's treatment for it's out there that work because... If you got the money. Magic yeah. Johnson looks better than me. If you got you the know. money. But if you're like anybody else, it behooves you to stay in prison because the insurance in prison is better than when you fucking get out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to kill somebody stay alive. Stay alive, baby. Yeah. Exactly what it is, man. Yeah. But in the same sense, dude, I don't feel sorry for you because you had no business fucking a man. I, I, yeah. Whoever's listening, I feel sorry you heard me say that, but you shouldn't have been fucking a man, dude. Don't go to prison. Don't go, Don't to, prison. go to prison. This ain't four H camp, bitch. Have you no. guys ever seen Let's Go to Prison? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not? Dude, that's probably one of the best movies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe that one and Shawshank Redemption and The Count of Monte Cristo. You know what? I love Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. You know what? My favorite part of uh, let's go to prison is whenever the the big black guy that had made him his bitch. Yeah. You know, he sits down on the bed and he puts his arm around the mirror and he like, oh, you know, fucking. Hey, no. He says, hey, hey, I thought we was past all no. this. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to go straight in. I'm going to court you. Prepare to be wooed. Yeah. <laughs> My wife tells me on a regular basis, something's fucking wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah, it is. 
I work in prison. Something's wrong with me. But you sleep next to me every night. Think about that. Well, I tell you what, man. Like, it doesn't take people long, uh, usually when I meet them, to realize I'm a little bit off. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be straight up with you. To, to realize that, uh, okay, I'm not going to ask this guy a question that I might not want the answer to. You know what I'm saying? I've had a lot of people tell me, like, tell me what you really think. And I'm like, if I told you what was really going on up here. You don't want that. Before it come out here, it would blow your mind. Let me throw your heads up. Deuce and Chase told me a year, a full fucking year. Dude, you got to meet Shane. You'll fucking like him. He's crazy, but you'll like him. All right, so fast forward to that. And I meet Shane. He's all right with me. He said, I got this guy you got to meet named Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's crazy, but I think the two of you are going to hit it off. And I want to do this podcast. And I wouldn't do it with anybody else but the two of y'all. I said, who the fuck is this dude? When I seen you cut through the door, and I was like, oh, I'm going to like this dude. <laughs> I'm going to like this dude. Yeah. It's like that. I've been told by two co-workers if I was bipolar yet. They were like, are you bipolar? I said, I don't fucking know. Fuck I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking know. You should, they, what you should tell them when they do that? Look, I like you, but fuck you. <laughs> switches, bitches, switches. They're like, you need to calm down, Mike. You're going to have a stroke. I said, good. I said, I don't have to be in this motherfucker anymore. <laughs> they all eyes wide open. Like, God almighty, man. Yeah, uh, I have to say, my situation is, I definitely fell out of love with work for a long time. Like, just couldn't get back into it. But I'm back to liking work. Yeah. You know, uh, even though it means sometimes I'm away from my family, like, uh, and that sucks. It's hard to describe because I spend most of my time at work, even though I have a family. I don't really know where I'm going. I'm just saying that, yeah, I need that. They, uh, maybe I'll get there one of these days if I don't end up in the grave. You know, I was, <laughs> I was just about to ask you that exact same question. How do you feel about your job? Do you fucking like it? Oh, well, I want to suck start a pistol every day. God we'll damn. Uh, <laughs> God damn. I know why. Right, you asked me a shit come January. I'm, I'm not going to tell any of you where the fuck he works. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll that tell you That could this. cause a, a public incident, but go ahead. It was actually today talking to a guy on most points I don't agree with. This is why you should talk to people you don't agree with. Yeah. Definitely. Talking to a guy on most points, me and him are so far apart, you can't come together. And he's a professor where we're going to school right now. And I never even thought about it. But he told me the quickest way to suck morale out of a person that's working for you is to put them in a management position but not give them any authority. Right? He told God me that. Damn. 
And then I got to thinking about the whole situation that played out with the last place I've worked and this place and that. And they put me in a position over an operation. And the operation was just me, basically. And anything I said to anybody... Didn't matter. They didn't give a fuck. Got overruled. Yeah, and it didn't matter because the place that I was at wasn't production yet. You know, it wasn't production. It was pace. It wasn't production, it was a pace position. Yeah, so everything I told them went on the back burner because this other mine that the other people were over was production. So everything I said was listened to but not act upon. You know, and I never realized, like, why the place that I worked for so long, I loved it. And then I come back and hated it. And he told me today, and it was like, God damn. Today, like today this happened. I say today years old. Yeah, today. And he was like, the biggest factors to making a resentful employee is putting them into position where they're over something, but they have no power. And and I was like, I never even looked at it like that, but that's what happened to me. They put me over a mine that wasn't operating, but I had no say on anything. And it's like everything I said was put to the side. Laid to the side. Until it was time to run the operation that I was at and then whenever shit didn't work because I had no power to make stuff happen, it was my fault. It was your fault. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that until what's today. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Shit. Damn. And I was like, dude, I was, and I told him, I was like, I was just in that situation. Like you're talking about, you know, and me and this guy talking in normal conversation don't agree on shit. Well, with that being said, how many of you out here who are listening to us right now, regular motherfuckers, are, are put in a spot where you're forced to supervise motherfuckers, whether you like them or not, uh, you're put in a place and you're told to supervise people and whatever you say, it don't mean shit. And honestly, it's ruined your fucking morale, number one. It's ruined the people who are around you, number two. And number three, it's ruined the company. Oh, God. And they're looking at you like, what are you going to do? Bitch, what am I going to do? Why don't you let me actually fucking do something? Well, see, and that guy told me, too. The guy I don't agree with on nothing. Yeah. He told me, he said, that is the most demoralizing situation you can put on a person to give them an operation they're in charge of, but no authority. And I never even looked at it like that. Like, it was happening to me, and I never even realized it was till today. Today years old. How many of you motherfuckers are today years old when you realize whatever you say don't mean shit? Yeah. 